0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Podathon. As you know, it's the day of, so we have an insane lineup for you guys.
1: Yes, thank you for joining us. Uh, We are just excited to talk more about Polython and thank you for the donations that you've given us so far. But what we wanted to do is share with you, uh, we had a great opportunity to interview the cast of Andor. We interviewed Kyle Sala, Adria Ahona, Genevieve O'Reilly, and Diego Luna. Mm-hmm. So please sit back and enjoy the interviews about the cast of Andor.
0: Hi, I'm Keith, this is my dad Kerwin and we're from Father Son Galaxy.
2: Hey, what's up Keith and Kerwin?
0: Hello, hello Kyle. again.
2: Nice to meet you Kyle. Very <laughs> nice to meet you both, how you doing?
1: All right, we're doing fine, thank you so much. Keith has the first question.
0: Yes, cool. I do actually. So your connection with Star Wars is actually from your brother, right? You said you both watched The Empire Strikes Back almost every weekend. What is it about The Empire Strikes Back that you enjoy? Because it's my dad's favorite movie too.
2: Hey, well, that's a really great question. Um, I think as a kid, when I was watching the, the original films, but specifically Empire Strikes Back, um, there was something about the impossible being possible and I, I was taken away into this fantasy world, but it felt incredibly real. And it felt like, oh, that could happen one day. But it was also peopled with all these kind of extraordinary things. And, um, and then at the same time, you know, the battle scene on Hoth with the AT-ATs and, and stuff, like, I just loved that as a kid. I loved the snow. I thought, you know, it was an amazing new planet to kind of be a part of and and it's right in the middle of that original trilogy right so you're really getting deeper into understanding why these characters are the way that they are and um, and and yeah i think that that maybe was was the reason
0: okay so you were born in connecticut and you attended the College of William and Mary, of Virginia, but then decided to go to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in London. What made you want to change professions?
2: Great question. Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. Actually, <laughs> um, I think I'd always done acting growing up, but I did it on the side. And then when I um, when I got into college, I wasn't focusing on it, and I and I think I. I just knew something was missing and there was uh, another route that I think I could maybe be taking. And um, I wound up doing a summer school in London at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. And honestly, Keith, it was like a light bulb universe moment. It was like somebody just went, ah, you're in the right place. And um, I think specifically about that training was that it was a proper, proper training. You get trained in Shakespeare and stage work and film work. And it was also very close to Europe. And I was always interested in European art. You know, I I studied a lot of art history. And so that was a big draw for me to be closer to Europe. But then also um, European film, I had a real kind of like appreciation for that too. And so I thought, uh, maybe if this feels right, then I'm like maybe in the right place to do this training where I can kind of just completely, you know, I can, I can do a 180. And everything I've done up until now in my life will help me be an actor, but I can just, I'll take this turn off the highway and jump into the unknown and see where it takes me.
1: In a uh, a recent interview, um, you described Andor as a 70s spy thriller. Now, I wanted to know, is there a film in particular that you uh,
2: compare Andor to, a particular spy thriller from the 70s? Oh, man. I mean, I, 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 mean, I think not one in particular. I, I think the, the influences are far and wide um, with Tony Gilroy. I mean, he's kind of a master at, at blending different genres together and... Um. So I, I wish that there would be one one to say, but I, I think it's a number, man. I think it's got elements of all the good ones. Yeah, yeah. I guess
1: uh, intrigue and espionage,
2: yeah, not
1: knowing who that. to trust.
2: Well, exactly. That everybody could be compromised. And everybody is in this kind of like state so, of flux. There's a surveillance state. You know, people are figuring out who to trust, who not to trust. Um, they're taking risks. Um, they're figuring out whether they should sacrifice themselves for their beliefs. Um, and that that level of kind of grittiness and um, real like, oh gosh, like the kind of like fast paced, um, and yet also long drawn out kind of espionage um, tenor is kind of, yeah, yeah, I think it's totally in there. Well, we are
1: totally looking forward to Andor, and we wish you all the best. We can't wait.
2: Uh, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you both so much. Pleasure sure. speaking to you. Yeah.
0: It was good to see you again.
2: You too, man. Great to see you again. Thank you. Take care. You Bye. Too. See
0: ya. Um, hello. I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwood. We're from Father Son Galaxy. Hi,
3: guys. I've met you before. Hello. Uh-huh. I remember you. Hi.
1: Yes. You? Yes. I I didn't get the opportunity to meet you. So good to see you. Thank you so much, Genevieve.
3: Nice to see you. All right. Okay. So. Uh, I wanted to ask you, who were some of the actors that inspired you when you began your career? Well, that's such a lovely question. Um, there are many, many female actors that I really looked up to um, as a young actor. Um, I, as a young actor, I was living in Australia. So there are a bunch of Australian actors. Um, uh, uh, Kate Blanchett, Judy Davis... Um, Helen Mirren, Judy Dench, um, Jacqueline McKenzie, I, I, Rachel um, Griffiths. I, I have so many women that I look up to as an actor uh, that list. We would run out of time if I said all of them. Um, but I would also have to, just because we're talking about Star Wars, I have to name Carrie Fisher because her work as Princess Leia really inspired me as not just a young actor, but also as a young girl.
0: Hmm. Okay. Are there any actors
3: you'd like to work with in the future? I mean, all of them. <laughs> I There are such... We are so lucky now to see so many different actors in, um, on television, on, um, uh, in film and also on stage. I have great respect, deep and great respect for many of my fellow actors. So um, I just continue to, I would love to continue to work with people who uh, work hard, and are collaborative and who are generous and who are kind and charismatic people and who are interested in um, doing great work.
1: Mm-hmm. Genevieve in Andor, uh, Mon Mothma will be carrying a heavy burden in trying to form a rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, will we see her strike a life balance? In other words, you know, will she have a personal life where you know, she's experiencing dark times but also experiencing some happiness and laughter in her life?
3: That's a really interesting question. I think we meet her at a moment where there's not a lot of happiness. You know, oppression breeds rebellion. That's where we begin, and or many different characters in many different ways are oppressed by an by a dictatorship by an by an oppressive regime mm-hmm. and Mon Mothma works within that senate that is her she works within the imperial senate but she no and she really believes in democracy she really believes in people having a voice but there is even she can't even create a space for that anymore. Palpatine's government is such a dictatorship that she has to step outside it, that she has to risk everything that she's ever worked for and everything, all of who she is in order to build that rebellion. So I'm not, I mean, if there's comedy, it'll be dark comedy, let's just say. If there's light, I'm not sure there's a lot of light in there. Mm
1: -hmm. We we are looking forward to Andor, Um, we love your performance as Mon Mothma, you will always be known to us as Mon Mothma, so Mm -hmm. thank you so much for your time today.
3: Thank you so much, and it's so lovely to see you. Thank you for your questions. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Take care.
3: Bye.
0: Hi. Hello. So, I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwin. We're from Father, Son, Galaxy. Hi, Adria hi how are you I'm thank you for saying here. my name so beautifully no,
1: not a problem not a problem <laughs> thank you so much it's a pleasure meeting you it's
4: yes. so nice to meet you
0: so i have the first question which is <clears throat> how did you find out about the role in andor and how long did it take you
4: to get you know the offer to play bix colleen in andor i love that question because it's a crazy one um i i auditioned um, knowing that it was Star Wars, I feel like you could kind of sense that in the script. You're like, oh, this feels like it's in a galaxy far, far away. There's no way that it's not. Um, and I read for it. And then I went in. They tested me in London. I flew to London. And I'm so nervous. I, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. And as a fan, I really didn't want to mess it up. And, and I went in. I did the scene with Diego. And... I I no before that I call my mom and I'm like mom I don't know if I should go I'm so scared I I was in Paris at the time it was middle of the pandemic I'm like I don't know what this COVID thing is I what is it and my mom told me Andrea you could be a swan and swim in a lake of poo poo and not be stained. Let the force be with you, my daughter. And she hung up the phone on me, which if you know, moms don't hang up the phone ever. They like to stay on the phone for hours. <laughs> and I was so impressed by that. I was like, I guess I'm going. I ended up going to London. I was nervous. I sit down. I have the scene with Diego, the first scene that you see Bixon, I have that scene with him. Tony tells him to leave the room. And then I have another scene. And then he stays quiet in the room. And I'm like, I, I messed up. I completely messed up. And then he looks at me, and goes, welcome to Star Wars. So there was no, it was like, wait, what? I, I'm in? I wh- I got the job? And it was so confusing. And I feel like he changed my life within five minutes. And that's really all it took. And he, you know, with when you audition for Star Wars, there's so many protocols that you have to go through. Um, and he just does things different.
1: That's an incredible story. Wow, thank you for sharing that. So Star Wars is about family and community. You know that as a Star Wars fan. Uh, Could you provide any examples uh, about how the people of Ferris have come together to support each other during a time of war?
4: Yeah, I feel like in in fair, there's a camaraderie. There's there's you can tell by when you're in Ferrix that there is no socially economically they're all the same. Everyone no one's better than anybody else. No one's succeeding more. It's about exchanging. It's about it's about partnership. It's about camaraderie, right? And and I think that when they're at a cusp of a revolution, which is at the point in history where they are at, I think everyone starts their moral compass sort of starts getting questioned right it's like am i going to be part of the movement am i not going to be part of it am i going to be brave am i going to do where do i stand or where do where is my place in this and i think you don't mess with people from Fairix. you just don't they're 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 too tight and i think um there's a there's a deep thing culturally that if you're from Fairix, you're from Fairix. you you do things different you act things different you don't you don't take a no um you were very against oppression because they're uh, they're so used to being kind of ignored by the empire that now, you know, if they come in, they're like, wait, hold on a second. This doesn't feel right. And they're secretive and they have a way of communicating that no one kind of can figure out, not even the empire.
1: Can you tell us a little more about your character and Andor's character?
4: Yeah. Um, Biggs is a old friend of 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 Cassie and Andor's and you can feel it like when they first meet you feel that there's tension you feel that there's history um trust has been broken and rebuilt and you know Bix is finally the you know she's the owner of her sow yard she's a boss woman she is you know she's she loves her job she's in a relationship with someone that feels safe it's like the love of your life and for your life this is for her life he's good stable and then you know she's hopped off the Cassian roller coaster because he always leaves right he comes in and then leaves and then when he does come it's like oh, man he's here again and she's a good friend and and she loves him dearly and maybe if timing would have been on their side maybe they would have been a wonderful couple who knows um and when he asks for her help She says, yes, knowing that it's for her own detriment. And I think that's when Bix realizes the definition of bravery. Bravery means putting someone else's needs sometimes in front of yours, especially in this moment.
1: Well, I don't know if you know this, but your fan base is already growing. Um, Mm -hmm. We are rooting for you. Uh, We love the character, what we've seen so far in the trailer. So we can't wait to learn more about you. And we wish you the best.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was lovely talking to both of you. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for your time.
4: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, have, a, have a nice day. You too. Bye-bye.
1: Yes. Hi. We are Kerwin and Keith Yard of Father, Son, Galaxy, a Star Wars podcast.
5: Oh, this is so nice. My best interview.
0: <laughs> I, I have this. Look,
1: Diego. Yes.
5: Oh, for a moment I thought he he didn't have a leg. It's, just... <laughs>
1: no, it's, it's all intact. You want to hold it up again? Just uh, right.
4: <laughs> I was know. like,
5: what <laughs> did you do? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you have it. Nice to meet you both. Thank you. This is Hello. truly an honor to meet
1: you.
0: <laughs> so as you know, we're only a few days, like a week away from the premiere of Andor. How are you feeling?
5: I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling excited. I, I am pretty sure we we've done everything we can uh, to deliver a, a a great show. We worked really hard to get here. Uh, we paid so much attention to detail, and and we spend hours and hours uh, just trying to do something that would please the fans out there. Uh, and uh, and I think we 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 got to. Uh, to a good point, like it's, um, it's amazing people working behind this show. Uh, the guy writing and directing is amazing. Uh, all the, 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 or producing, I would say. Uh, the directors were great people. Uh, the way the series looks, all the designs behind uh, it, they're amazing. And, uh, and we have a fantastic cast. Uh, you'll see it. so many characters you don't know Uh, and a few that you know, obviously from Rogue One, but many that you don't know that will make this series very interesting to watch.
1: While we were doing your research on you, we understand that you were a child actor. How did you get started in acting?
5: I started acting when I was six years old, really, really young. Uh, My father is a set designer, my mom a costume designer. So I grew up in theater. And I started working since I was very young. You know, I, I kept going to school, but in the afternoons I would attend theater and be there, close to my my, my father's work and and trying to belong to that, yeah, world of of, uh, of storytellers and 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 the troupe of theater that was that was always fun to be around with and and exciting. And I understand now that you are also a director. Mm-hmm yeah I direct and I produce and and I act I, I just like film and theater a lot and I I like working from different positions you know I think as an actor you also sometimes need perspective and uh and uh, directing is, is is the most challenging you know journey I, I've had but uh but it's the most rewarding one. And, and there comes the moment where, where you wanna tell your story, you know, as an actor, you're a tool always for someone else's perspective, point of view, you know, and uh, and, and it's it's great to be an actor and contribute and, and help someone tell the story they wanna tell. But sometimes, and also if you start uh, if you've been doing it for many years there's the moment where when you think you, you're ready to tell your own story and and uh i've had the privilege of exploring that too yes all right yeah well. it's
0: kind of cool that you've been acting since you were six years old and cassie has been in the rebellion since he was six years old
5: yeah oh you got that one yeah.
1: good point yeah.
5: that's true man you're right oh. you're right uh uh, gladly, my 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 fight has been much more joyful than Cassian's. You know, uh, <laughs> mine is about creativity and and uh, and collaboration, and Cassian's is about surviving and fighting for freedom. You know, um, but yes, you're right. We started young. Uh, we we. we I, I, and I, I I don't I don't recommend starting young. Eh, to be honest, I think. I mean now that i have kids i'm making sure my kids can be kids as long as it's needed you know Uh, and sometimes working uh, doesn't let you suddenly it it challenges you as if you were an adult and and that's not correct and definitely for cassian i mean he, he he had to he 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 did. He didn't had a childhood, you know. Uh, he that was taken away from him by um, by the empire, and uh, and and that is that is something that 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 makes this character find that kind of like. Uh, commitment, uh, you know, with the cause and, and with the rebellion, because he, he he went. I I believe that if if he thinks about change, he thinks about a galaxy where kids can be kids, you know, and uh, uh, and 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 not have to become adults uh, uh, and fight anything, but 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 just enjoy life,
1: you know. Well, we are so looking forward to Andor. And this is such a pleasure talking to you, Diego Luna. Thank, thank you so thank much you, for your time. Thank
0: you. Holy Skittles. I can't believe
1: this is happening. <laughs> oh true nice. for all of us. So thank you so much.
5: I I this this interview has been so special and I'm so glad to see both of you. And uh, it's it's nice to see you guys sharing a moment like this and uh, and, uh, and thank you, man. You may, you, you're the only person, I've been doing promotion for this show now for more than months, you know, about two or three months. No one has asked about me starting to work at six years old and Cassian talking about being part of a fight since he was six years old. That's, that's a pretty cool question you
1: came up with, man. Oh, thank, you thank you so much once again. Thank you. Uh, thank Enough, you. Channel
0: that
1: <laughs> thank you take care bye bye
0: so we hope you enjoyed That's those cool. those interviews of the cast of andor which were previously mentioned and now it's time to talk about the real stars of the make a wish foundation and this podcast larry and caleb smith they were sadly affected by cancer caleb had cancer stage four and he was only 10 years old but the Make-A-Wish Foundation helped him get through it. He's now 14 and survived the cancer.
1: Yes, we wanna share this special uh, interview that we did. There are good friends of ours, great uh, people. Um, we're gonna to talk to Larry, father, and Caleb, his son, in regards to how the Make-A-Wish Foundation made an impact on their family.
0: Hi, I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwin, and we're from Father's Friend Galaxy, a Star Wars podcast.
1: Yeah, we're here to speak with Larry and Caleb about their family and about the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Larry and Caleb, how are you doing?
6: Uh, good. Pretty good, pretty all good. Right. We're excited to be here and share this moment with you all.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for,
6: yeah. for, for
1: being here with us. So, Larry, you know, you and I have, we've been friends for a very long time. We go back a long way back to the 90s, right? Yes, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, even before we had children.
6: Yeah, how about that?
1: yeah. So, tell me about your family.
6: Yeah, so we are a family of four. So, I have Caleb here, who's just turned 14. Um, my daughter, Sydney, who is, uh, will be what, 17 in a couple of weeks. And of course, my wife, Laverne. And my wife, Laverne, and I, we've been together for over 30 years. Wow. Um, yeah, we, we met when I was 17. Um, so we've been married for 21 years, so um, uh, we've, we've been <laughs> together for a very long time, yeah. So we, awesome. we live now in Delaware, uh, of course, from Philly. Uh, so you have anything to add to? Uh,
7: no, <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, cool.
7: I'm not the one that lived for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs>
6: well, <yeah. laughs> Caleb is a, a long way to go, Caleb. yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so, thank you. So tell us about Caleb's
6: diagnosis. Yeah, so Caleb was diagnosed on um, September 6, 2018. And Caleb, tell them what you were diagnosed. with.
7: I was diagnosed with a uh, stage four um, lymphoma.
6: Yeah. Um, it was a um, large T-cell um, lymphoma. And of course, that it rocked us to the core. Um, and, and we, you know, of course, we were surprised and not really knowing what to do, um, so we, you know, started just to, you know, pray and <laughs> and uh, we. It's it's been quite a challenge in the beginning, but things are a lot better now for us. Um, but um, uh, I, and of course, I was transitioning to a new job at the time we found out. Um, during Caleb's di- right before Caleb was diagnosed. He had a, a fever for about two months long, um, and the fever—it was a high fever—and for whatever reason, the doctors couldn't pinpoint why these fevers were happening. Um, and you know, we would go in and out of the hospital. He would see the rheumatologist, uh, uh, the oncologist. Um, everyone was saying, "Hey, it's not—it's not cancer because because of this." And uh, Well, it's not arthritis because of this, so no one really knew exactly what was going on with Caleb, and I think that was the, that was the sad part about it, because if it was diagnosed sooner, we wouldn't have been in a stage four situation, and the, um, because it was stage four, unfortunately, the lymphoma had spread to his back and formed a mass that was excruciatingly pain, um, painful for him. So it was really hard for him to, to deal with that piece. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad he was diagnosed and then we were able to get uh, get on top of things and, and start the chemo. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, how'd you hear about Make-A-Wish?
6: So we, um, so our hospital, we, we were at Nemours Children's Hospital in Wilmington. And we've always heard about make a wish foundation. We've seen ads and commercials, um, but we didn't really, our, our thoughts were, wasn't really like, okay, let's see if we can get Caleb as a recipient and, and they'll make a wish. We, we had no idea, but it was the social workers who actually introduced us to the, the whole process and said Caleb would be a uh, recipient of it. So we didn't know, like we didn't fill out any forms or any like, you know, We didn't didn't do anything, the social workers took care of everything. Um, And they were liaison between our companies. Like they um, helped Laverne, my wife, with FMLA, so she didn't really have to do any paperwork. They contacted her her employer and got all that situated. Um, So they really, really just looked out for us and and we really didn't have to do anything because, of course, we were dealing with everything else to, to help and treat and support Caleb. Um, But they took care of all that logistic piece um, and gave us, you know, just introduced us to different programs um, that we could take advantage of being in the situation that we were in. Um, So it was really up the social workers who did a great job with making um, our struggle and our fear, you know, as comfortable as possible. Yeah. Is that, would you agree with that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So what was your wish? uh
7: my wish was to be on the set of a marvel
6: movie you know we, we told them you know uh, the, so the social workers they, they passed the past information on and um then we kind of forgot about it right you know we, of course we're you know we're trying to get caleb well and you know so we're we're getting his chemotherapy was you know six days on uh rest for 23 days then do another six days and we did that for six months um when about a year after that process, um, we heard we start hearing back from the Make a Wish Foundation, um, and then eventually they called me um, and they said, "Hey, um, do you you guys have your passports?" And and luckily we did have the passports because we were um, we were in Bahamas a few a few uh, what is it maybe a couple of years back. Uh, for Sydney's um, uh, meet in, in the Bahamas, so we had our passports. So luckily we had our passports, and they said, okay, well, we have an opportunity for Caleb, Caleb's Wish, which will be at a Marvel studio at the Black Widow set, um, and it's in London. Wow. So <laughs> so he's like, oh, and then, then I said, oh, and it's in two weeks. <laughs> So shout out to our employers, who were you know rather you know flexible for us to take that time off in short notice uh but yeah, so we wound up going to london
0: wow awesome
1: mm-hmm.
6: yeah. well, how was your trip to Europe
1: what
7: uh,
1: did you do when you when you were there Where did you go
7: uh yeah, well, it was great um so like it was like it was so we got so we actually before we got there um the travel we got we were able to go into a little to the airport so that was cool
6: mm. yeah. big old stretch it was, yeah, it limo was, truck to yeah. the City airport
7: um and then th- and then the the what uh the flight was like uh, seven and a half hours
6: long mm-hmm. Which was crazy. But, um, <laughs> it's a long flight, longer, long, I guess one of the longest flights we, we've yeah, been on. yeah show. More yeah. time
0: to get them biscoff cookies. Those are those are good.
6: Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do, we do, we do, we do love those.
0: Ask for infinite refills and they'll give it to you.
6: Indeed. For a seven-hour uh flight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: um and then yeah,
7: so when we got there, we were jet lag We were like really jet lagged. yeah
6: we were really we
7: were, Yeah. Um And then, but like, I think, what like on the first day, what did we get to eat? I think we just went downstairs, right? Yeah, I think we just went
6: downstairs from the hotel, yeah. Um, So the first day was just rest, rest, um, pretty much. But they had a whole itinerary for us, the the plan for us. Um, Caleb could only do like him and one parent. So all of us couldn't go to Pinewood Studios. So this is the Pinewood Studios. So on the day of the trip we uh, you know they they we took uh, I guess it was a shuttle uh, or taxi Sorry, to the, a taxi to yeah the tax the taxi to the actual Pinewood studio um it, it was a long ride it
7: was terrible it was a <laughs> ride. long ride
6: it was because
7: we had to go with like another make a wish person so yeah. it was kind of cramped and yeah. then like the taxi
0: guy got lost
6: <laughs> yeah the taxi driver got lost So yeah but um
0: at least you got so. to go though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So once
6: we got there, uh, they it had was... a whole plan. I mean, it was I was just amazed to be on on a, a student in a studio, on the studio grounds, number one. But they took us around and we saw where Harry Potter was uh, filmed, um, 007. Um, and then you know, of course, once we got to the Marvel studio side of things, um, it was just uh, it was just I was just like, oh wow. Um yeah. so they met with uh, some of the studio um, stuntmen, so who yes. they worked with them and showed them some stunts, um, and then
7: there was the
6: graphic design,
7: graphic
6: design, clothing. how how the costumes were being made. We went to the room, we met with the designers, and and we got to see Taskmaster um, costume before, and this was all before the movie was released. And if you remember, this was before the pandemic. So there was a huge delay before it actually came out. So we've been waiting and waiting and waiting because uh, we had to sign waivers. We couldn't really talk to no one. We couldn't mention anything on social media. We couldn't, um, we, we, had to, uh, we couldn't use our cell phones. So they had a photographer there taking video and pictures of us, but we couldn't do anything um, while we were there. We couldn't take our own pictures or anything. But, so we were waiting a long time to receive the uh, photos because they, of course, released them to us after the movie was released which ha- what happened to be about three years later, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. so.
7: But um, then, so, and then we got to like another room. It was, I think that was like the, one of the main filming areas that they were filming, uh, like a car scene. And then there was the, yeah. two, the two actors called Johansson and I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah, name. I forget
6: her name, but the, the actress yeah. who played her sister. Yeah, her sister. Yeah, so they came over and spoke. Oh,
0: to later, you mean?
6: Yeah, Florence. Yeah, Pugh. yeah. yeah, yeah. Florence Pugh. Yeah. Yep, yep. So they came over and spoke to the kids, and then she walked right by me. I was just like, <laughs> it was just exciting. But it was most, it was just crazy seeing a car on like this remote control arm. It wasn't
7: even, it was like half a car. Yeah, it was like a half
6: a car, and then the car is moving. And then the director is in front of it, just telling them what the day inside the car and they're just, you know, doing their lines. You can't hear them, but you can hear the director saying, "Okay, do this, do this, do this. Um, And then they go out the car and then the stunt doubles go in and do the same thing. And it's just it was just amazing. The whole production. Um, I was it was quite intriguing. Uh, and uh yeah, um, oh yeah else? then we
7: also we also the kids got to go on the camera and they were able like to look through the camera and see what the film the filmmakers were shooting
6: yeah so caleb yeah i think we shared a picture with you all of him behind the camera and and uh taking a look at at that so it's it pretty pretty cool wow yeah. I, I anything. Oh,
7: and I also made
6: Scarlett Johansson laugh yes he did oh, all right how about that, that is awesome. That's yes. awesome. now is
1: it the first time that your family has been to Europe London
6: yeah, yes so. yes yep yep yeah. so it was just it was just the excitement of even just going to London they could have stopped there <laughs> yeah. you know but uh you know the first to be able to go there and um, and then, of course, we saw the different sites. So we were along. We went on a, a boat tour across the Thames River. Um, there's the uh, the the Tower of the Bridge Tower, the London Bridge Tower, which you you see in Spider Man. Was it No Way Home? Yeah. Um, so we you know we went under that, and uh, you know of course Buckingham Pla- uh, Plaza. Um, so it, mean, we uh, the palace. palace. Yeah, palace. sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, Buckingham uh, Palace. Uh, We saw the change in the guard, Uh, so it was just a, uh, you know, just a great trip of of just different things that we were able to see. And we even did an Uber in London, believe it or not. So we, we, uh, I used the app and I was like, oh, this works here too. (laughs)
0: And wow!
7: Uh,
6: And we took the
7: train.
6: And we took the train. Um, we purposely was just, you know, riding just to get, you know, get lost, really. And yeah. we walked and we shopped. A lot um, of walking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and it was an all-expense pay for a trip, you know, thanks to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, you know, the, yeah provided us with, you know, a card for food and, you know, and some shopping.
0: <laughs> uh, I would have asked where all this money comes from, but we know.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes.
0: But um, Caleb, how are you feeling now? Uh, now
7: I'm feeling great, good. Um, school has been, I mean, it was, it's, I've been, all been good. I've been working on my stop motion, and um, I've been drawing a lot.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Caleb is four years now um, in remission. He, um, he's uh, now part of this survivorship program they have at the hospital where he has a survivorship nurse who's coordinating with other doctors. He now sees a cardiologist who um, just wants to make sure because of all the bad and the strong chemotherapy that he was exposed to, that wants to make sure the heart is okay and that Caleb is keeping a a good weight through this transition as he grows. So it's an awesome program. Um, And being in the survivorship is really indication that we're kind of out of the woods now. Um, So that's a blessing in itself, so.
0: And, you know, did you ever think about just, you know, as a family starting a club to help, you know, other cancer patients, kids who are going to chemotherapy, kids who are like you, just to start kind of a club, maybe at the hospital or at a rec center or something, just to help them go through it, you know, let them know everything's going to be okay. Because you survived it, you were a cancer patient, went to chemotherapy, and you came out okay.
6: Hmm. That's that's a great, great, great question. Um, actually they have a program with the hospital, but we haven't heard anything else about it. But there's a program where they asked Caleb to be a support person for oh, yeah. someone else that has cancer. Remember they asked Yeah, you? yeah, they did ask Yeah, that. yeah. So, you He's know, of he volunteered. So we're just waiting on, you know, the next move for that.
7: And then there was even a thing with the siblings for the for the kids with the cancer. Uh, that my sister
6: went to oh so, uh, the, yeah it was a different yeah. program yeah yeah mm-hmm. but yeah great great question keith uh yep yeah, yeah. so he's on the list to, to help or you know to be a i forget what they call it a you know uh, just uh, someone that can assist Assure and what they call it yeah, yeah yeah someone that can comfort
7: them
6: like comfort that. them and they've been through the same process um because it's a, it's a process right um often talk to the other parents. I remember when we were going through it, we were like, Hey, this is one kind of community you never want to be a part of, right. They had your child facing mortality with, with a cancer diagnosis, but it's, you know, it, we, we're here now we're in the community. So we just have to make the best and uplift each other and, you know, encourage um, each other. But the make a wish again, is just programs like that and the social worker um, efforts and, and how, you know, they helped. I mean, it's, it's those programs that really, really help and, and and can make, just make things, you know, because of your struggles, because of how difficult things are, they can just make it, this help you make it a little bit more smoother, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That leads me into our, our last question. For someone who may not uh, be familiar with Make-A-Wish Foundation, what they do, um, and why should they donate to Make-A-Wish Foundation? What would you say to those people to encourage them?
6: To oh yeah, it, I would say do it. Um, if I'm, I mean again, you you don't know. You you hear the ads, you see the commercials, you just don't know how much it, it can just make a kid smile. I mean, these kids are struggling. I mean, we were in the hospital and we would hear the alarms go off, cold blue. Yeah. Um. You know, we can hear the kids you know, some kids that are unfortunately succumb to their their cancers. Um, and that, that whole cancer floor is like, I mean, we walk by it just to, you know, um, go, go to the laundry room, you know, go to, you know, the calf or, or go to the restroom. I mean, we see, these kids, kids are struggling out here. And, and if there's something they can just have to, to put a smile on their face, um, and just to make their day, um, a little, a little bit brighter, um, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it means the world to them. Yeah, so I will always support Make-A-Wish Foundation. Caleb, okay, do you have anything to add to that?
7: I mean, no, not really. Just, you know, yeah, the kids the kids should be able to do it.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you tell them to donate for, for people who want to donate to the Make-A-Wish Foundation? Would you tell them to? Donate? Oh, yeah, they
7: should They should donate.
6: Yeah.
7: Because, yeah. you know, because that's the thing. Like, you don't know, like, what will happen to your kid, too. So you should always donate to it. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. you never want
6: to be in this situation. Yeah, yeah. And having your wish fulfilled. Yeah. How did that make you feel? Uh, it made
7: me happy.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow, this is an incredible story. I, 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 thank you, Larry and Kayla, for sharing this story. I know it's not a an easy story to share, but just thank you. And Caleb, we're just so glad that you know you're you're healthy, and um, you know it sounds like you and Keith have a lot in common. So we're gonna need to. Yeah. Uh, catch up and keep in touch a little
6: bit more. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we hope you enjoyed our segment of the Potathon. Thank you for watching. You know, thank you for supporting us and the Make a Wish Foundation by turning out to see the show.
1: Yeah, there's still more to see. So we ask you to continue to tune in. Please continue to donate and support the Make-A-Wish Foundation. As you can see, they are very important to um, giving happiness to families who are impacted by illness.
0: As you saw in the Larry and Caleb story.
1: Exactly, yeah. So thank you so much for joining um, our segment. Continue again to watch, continue to watch, and continue to contribute.
0: Check Um, out the rest of the podcast.
1: Well, next time, take care, and and we we will see see you again.
0: again.